0: Welcome, everybody, to the Robert, John, and the Rec podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm
1: Warren. I'm Andrew.
0: And I'm Robert. And this is episode number 98. Y'all, we are closing in on those triple-digit podcasts. 98. Holy sneaky. Oh, yeah. Right. Sneak
2: yeah. <laughs> really makes me respect when you see somebody's counter on their podcast thing and they're like, oh, this is episode 1234. And you're like, wow. Wow. They you still probably don't know what the podcast. fuck they're
3: doing.
4: <laughs> just That's like someone right. who only does podcasts.
0: Yeah. It although, was Joe Rogan. Although,
4: I mean, Mark Marin has that many too, but Mark Marin does a bunch of stuff. I guess they
2: both do a bunch of stuff. Probably means that they've just been doing it forever. Yeah that could be right that's a lot of right. talking a lot of talking except
0: for right now <laughs> except yeah for, except yeah. for right now anyways you <laughs> know what's, what's what's funny uh, is though is I'll, I'll go back through and edit out all the silence <laughs> and anything over uh, what is it 0. 0.6 seconds I'd trim it so it's a better listening experience for everybody on Spotify so you're, you're welcome everybody listening yeah. on Spotify yeah <laughs>
2: like that pause right there we'll get yeah. cut out
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: It's <laughs> one of those days, guys. It's just episode 98. We're just full of pauses today. It's well, and I think one of the reasons
0: why why we might be full of pauses is uh this weekend was epic. Yeah. It was so a really, really epic weekend. We had a we had a full weekend of shows and it's been uh it's up, Mr. Fuzz. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, um um Warren's my, cat, my just cat just walked, walked across, across the screen and uh that's why he Steve said just said hello. Mr. Buzz.
2: But anyway, yeah, the weekend was long. <laughs> there he is. Special guest for a second. The weekend was long and rewarding and fun. You want to take it away, Steve? Yeah.
0: So Friday we played at Old World in Huntington Beach, California. We played at their beer garden. Beer garden. And uh, it was a really Fun fucking show, man. I had, I had a blast. And it was, it was, uh, it's Old World is, def- it's like this whole little German town in the middle of Southern California, if you haven't been there or don't know what it is. And uh, their, their beer garden where we played is just, a, it looks like an, a smaller version of one of the Oktoberfest uh, beer halls in Munich. Yeah. It's kind of set it up looks that way.
4: Just like it, like the same type of tables and yeah. benches and.
0: And, just they, just and they and they have all the all the you know just bitch in German food and beer. They had the the in Oktoberfest on on draft. It's, you know just incredible. And for me, it was kind of uh, like twofold nostalgic because uh, if you know me, I, I absolutely love Oktoberfest. Um, I've been I think ten or eleven times now to the actual. Uh, Oktoberfest yeah. in Munich. And uh, I know Robert Robert and I have gone together one time. And, yeah. And uh, it's just a, just a total blast. But also, I grew up in German clubs like that most weekends when I was a kid because my dad's got a bitch and bitch and polka band up in the Bay Area called the Internationals. And then they also have a 20-piece brass German marching band uh, that they started up at Chico State uh, when they were in college back in the early 70s. And, uh, called the Chico Bavarian Band. And they, I grew up, like those were the first shows I went to was, was going to see my dad and, and all of his college buddies play music and everybody's out on the dance floor dancing and, you know, uh, just the, it, it brought me back and especially after not, being in venues for you know a long time due to COVID and stuff, it was just like really neat to walk back in and the smell of the beer and the smell of the pretzels and the and the goulash and and the spitzel and like everything. Oh my god, it was amazing. So I got a question really for you. Fun. Yeah,
2: is there just real quick digression? Is there? a wagon wheel of polka songs that like you would expect every polka band to play or at least
0: one polka
2: song
1: oh, yeah. that you could name that, the chicken like, dance,
0: like, chicken yeah. dance, beer barrel, barrel polka <laughs> you know roll out the barrels. We'll have a barrel of fun.
2: <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Oh, I know so the good. chicken dance. Yeah.
1: Okay. There's like Another one. That's like a call and response kind of I yeah. I haven't been to that many October Like, do do Steve, do you know what song that is? You know what I'm talking about. I know. There's Andrew. Can you just do that one There's
0: like that. Like, hey, baby. no. I want to know.
1: Be my girl. Be my girl. Yeah. I know that song. That That one's a big. That's like a pop song. Yeah,
0: that's more modern. I'm
1: talking about. It's like a. It's like a say and repeat kind of song. In German. So they say these like German phrases and they want you to say them back at them.
0: I don't know which one that is. You're, I'd, you're I'd have to ask my me. Dad. the
1: guy, the guy. Is-
0: <laughs> it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, but no, there, there's a lot of good stuff in there, man. The, uh, oh shit what was like my, my dad's band. Will also like they'll bust out like the Alporns and stuff and like take over the dance floor with these like 15 foot long Alporns and, and uh my godfather who's the bass player and uh and Jan, who's the the keyboardist and um and horn player uh for my dad's uh combo, the Internationals, they'll get up there and do these dueling Alporns, which is just fucking thrilling. Those things are nuts. It's cool. One of the songs, one of the things I always hear
4: in the Polka Bandu is like the Neil Diamond songs. Or like uh
0: Oh yeah all all um, like the party pleasers you know, and stuff like sweet Caroline. Yeah, like Jimmy Buffett songs, yeah, yeah, that's what I and do like uh, like country roads, take me home, take me home, country roads and stuff John Denver like, Yeah. That's, that's
4: a big one it's just too. polka versions,
0: yeah, they also have this one uh, that they do sometimes it's called uh, the fireman song, and that's that's one of my one of my i don't I don't know if it's like a polka thing, but um they they do this one, and it goes uh, uh my father is a fireman.
1: He puts out
0: fires, hum. My brother is a fireman's son. He puts out fires, hum. And like on four-part harmony, right? My sister is a fireman's daughter. She puts out, hum. (laughs) I love that one. That was always a good one. Or like Alice. Alice is always a good one. Who the fuck is Alice? Anyway, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, my dad's band is There's going to be playing to cut out right the uh, the the San Francisco Oktoberfest by the Bay at Pier 48 in San Francisco. Uh, it's always right. They do three days uh, normally. I'm not sure what what it's going to be looking like this year with with the uh, uh, but hopefully with all the restrictions lifted and things back open, it'll be built back up to its former glory. Um, it's always pretty nuts. There's like 6,000 people per session in this big wharf building. Um, and my dad's band does f- four sessions in 3 days and it's there's 6-hour sessions. So he ends up playing like about 20 hours of music in 4 days. And it's Crazy. just insane and so thrilling and so much fun to to see, you know, a big band, a big brass band up there playing with you know 20 people in the band just there's no other like sonic experience than like you know, hearing that shit in person, it's really neat. So, that was that was Friday. We had a great time, people came out and danced at Old World. And uh, War, what did we do on Saturday? On Saturday,
2: we played the OC Music Fest brought to you by DJE, and that was a lot of fun because that is another DJE, if you don't know, is a local production company run by our friend Teddy T, who's also a killer musician and plays in a band called the Hempstring Orchestra. They played right before we played. Um, they sounded great. They did some Dylan covers and Dead Stuff and they're a super fun band. And then we got a play and uh, we played at this place called uh, Irvine Lake or Silverado Canyon by Irvine Lake and it's always nice to play outdoors and Um, you know, it's for a jam festival. So we try to, uh, embellish our songs a little bit, even though cold nights already 20 minutes, but, um, (laughs) yeah, so that was really fun. We got to see a lot of our good friends, um, groove sessions. I got to play in two bands. I played in Robert John the wreck. And then I went and played with another band called the great North special. Um, uh, yeah. And we got to see our buddies groove sessions. There's another band, uh, from Ventura called shaky feeling that was there. Um, At the end of the night, they had this big Jerry jam fest, jam session. Unfortunately, I left by the time that that had happened, but I know Henry got up there and was shredding his hair to the nines or whatever you would call that. To the 11s. But I wish he's he's a little late to the podcast if he makes it tonight, but um, I was hoping that he would get to embellish a little bit more on how that was because again, it was all of the lead guitar players from all these jam bands that are in the area. So there was a lot of really good talent on that stage. And, you know, they have the two drum sets and, and I got the option before we played of playing out of a bass rig that was stereo. I had two giant cabs. I ended up only using one, but it's, it was, uh, again, it was Ted does it to the T he has a, uh, an led wall. The stage is set up. It's a great, great vibe. Everybody there is as friendly as can be. And, um, Oh, and it was also my girlfriend, my fiance's birthday that day. So we got to hang out with all of the close band friends and kind of hang out and just watch music and do all that sort of thing. And then yesterday we went up to Westlake village and we got a hotel and kind of just laid low for the day. Um, so that was cool. It was a very busy weekend of playing music. And, um, yeah. What, what, Andrew, what are some of your highlights from this weekend?
1: I, I thought Old World was super cool. I thought it really felt like a place we might play on tour, you know? We got some weird food that I don't usually get to eat. And it just <laughs> had – I feel like all those places just hired the same designer and they went like, okay, we're going to build this exact same location all across the world. So that was super cool to play there. And then there's something about that hall that felt like you could play really loud without the room getting really loud. Like the sound had enough space to sort of dissipate. And that's always fun because even in like clubs, like any club we played on tour, if it's not big enough and the room's not big enough, if you start to play loud, like it gets loud. It doesn't matter how you know whatever speakers or amp, especially stage volume. And Steve can attest to this yeah. because he has to sit right next to my ride cymbal most of the time. <laughs> Not anymore. I think we strategically moved him away from that side. Yep. But, uh,
4: yeah, there was um, there was one tour that Steve was like uh, kind of in the back next to your ride cymbal. Which we don't talk about that tour. That wasn't that wasn't a fun as, as much fun as time. other tours. That was that,
0: that was the tour. If if y'all remember that I that I made it an effort to quit smoking, and uh, yeah, I was not a happy gambler for a lot of that. But I love you guys for putting up with my bullshit. So thank
4: you. We love you too. That's the only reason we put up with it. <laughs> Anyways, go on,
1: Andrew. No, that place is super cool, and I felt super comfortable on stage, which is like. It's weird what like a room does to how you feel about playing, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And for drum like it's probably different for everyone because there's different things, but for drums specifically, there's like a lot of physicality in the movements. If I can't get that physicality in and feel like comfortable and that uh, I'm not overplaying. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm overplaying and it gets too loud, I'm gonna back off, but that means I'm not gonna put enough energy into. It. So there's like a, all these factors, but that just felt like a really, really good, you know, medium of where I felt like I could play loud and it like did something to the sound. And it was super cool to hit a kick drum in that room and just felt like, <clears throat> like I said, when the levee breaks when I was there. Yeah, like it just felt like this huge kick drum sound. And I we got really quiet in that room sometimes too. And you could just like hear the drums just like echo throughout the whole thing. I don't it was know fun we, too. Cause it seemed like, Oh, go
0: ahead. No, I, I was going to uh, just uh, to, to your point. Hey Henry. Um, to your hey. point, the, uh, the, the way that the room was set up behind the drums was very interesting because normally like it's either a flat wall behind the drummer or it's like the drummer's kind of in the corner. Right. But this was like a, like a reverse corner. So where you were playing, there was there was space for the sound to travel behind you, on either side. So it wasn't just reflecting mm-hmm. right back into you. And I think that that might have had a lot to do with with just the sound of the room and and uh, and and how you felt about the sound of the drums in that room. And I, I'd never seen that. I was I was admiring the uh, the stage design uh, when we were there because I was like, oh shit, that's really smart. I wouldn't have thought of that.
1: No, it was super cool. And then again. Going to the OC Music Fest, which is also like great sound and uh, what it was, but you didn't have that feedback of getting that like super crazy reverb off the wall. So I got to play really loud, and whenever I'm outdoors, I love playing outdoors because I get that nice like you know I can play loud, and it's never going to be loud because we're outdoors. There's nowhere for the sound to bounce off of. But I didn't get that nice like you know reverb of being in that like huge beer hall so it was just a super cool experience and i as a drummer playing drums i like really really enjoyed myself in that room i feel like it was built for music or something even though it probably wasn't (laughs) yeah that's how i felt about old world henry how are you doing (laughs) i'm good
5: i'm just getting on you know we're
1: We were talking about the Jerry jam. (laughs) How was the Jerry jam? Yeah, yeah.
5: I was going to talk about that. Um, It was very cool. Um, I got to, uh, I was trying to get out of there kind of early. I wasn't trying to hang too much longer. Um, And I realized why yesterday and today, um, all that pollen and dust and wind uh, does not mix well with my sinuses. Mm-hmm. So I'm having some uh, some allergy issues uh, yesterday and today, <laughs> um, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, the the jam was great. Um, I stuck around and hung out with uh, with a couple of our buddies, uh, Andrew Cordini and Russell from the Great North Special, and we would just talked to music for a while and we're hanging out, and then uh, went up and played uh, played Scarlet Begonias and Fire on the Mountain, which is kind of like the classic yeah. uh, Grateful Dead medley. And uh, got to got to trade licks with Mark from Shaky Feeling, which was really cool. Um, did some did some you know guitar fireworks with him, which was a lot of fun. Um, he's so clean. He's a really great guitar player. Yeah, he's very good. And uh, and we we were kind of trading licks and stuff like that, which was super epic. Um, I had a great time doing that. Um, and then yeah, just you know, did that, and then was able to uh, get my get my gear off the stage relatively quickly uh, and painlessly with the help of some of the guys there and was able to get out of there um, without too much of a hassle, but it was, it was a great time. Um, I'm glad I stuck around for that because it was definitely worth it. i nice. bummed
2: I missed it. Oh, yeah.
5: Those are, you know, like two of my favorite songs, um, not only to play, but, but just that the Grateful Dead does in general. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a great time. I, I very much enjoyed it.
0: And then on Sunday, Robert, you want to talk about what we did on Sunday? Yeah. Well, I kind of have like two little things about
4: the the shows prior to Sunday. Oh, you yeah. Sunday. No, no, go for it. Um, we played at Old World, uh, which is in Huntington Beach. And it's the only part of Huntington Beach that looks like a small German town. Um, and there used to be a bar, and that's why I'm going to talk this now, because the ABC oh, can't go after them right now. <laughs> uh, there used to be a bar there called Ratskeller. And me and my buddies used to go there when we were 18 and 19 and 20 because they would let us drink there. Um, you know, and it's like the, probably the first bar that I've ever been to where I could just walk up and grab a beer, you know, at 19, which is unheard of here, unless you have a fake ID. Um, but uh, so, like, I think that was the last time I might have been to Old World when I was, you know, 20 years old, um, drinking beer illegally. Um, but it's sadly not there anymore, which which is a bummer. Um, but it's a really cool place. And if you just want some German beer and some German food, you should go check it out if you're from Southern California. And then, um, for the OC music fest at Irvine Lake, um, during our set, there was a couple people there with these balloons. Um, and I was watching them and I didn't know what it was and they put nitrous in these balloons and they suck it out of the balloon and they get a little high for about 30 seconds and that's it. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, cause I'm just, I'm used you know, I've seen hula hoops and stuff like that, but I've never seen just like someone holding a balloon what, and I didn't really know what was in it. So I had to go up and talk to him and be like, what's, what are you doing, man? Like, what is this? What's and, funny uh, about really that cool. is
0: that like that, that was a big thing when I was in college. I know I never did it cause I was like, eh, like I'd just rather smoke weed, uh, back then. But, um, yeah, it's, it was weird, like, to see, like, full-grown adults, you know, walking around. And they were, like, they were big-ass balloons, too, man. I was, I was yeah. impressed. I was like, holy shit. My dad bought me one the
2: first time I saw any iteration of The Grateful Dead. Yeah. And he said it was a rite of passage. We had to go through the parking lot uh-huh. and get a nitrous balloon. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's fun. How was it? Uh, it's weird. Not like a big fan. I squandered one too. Like one, like flew off into the air, and everybody's like, "Oh!" <laughs> I was, I was in high school. You gave it to you, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then I watched Warren Haynes play with that. That they called it the Dead. It was really good. Yeah, that was my first nitrous balloon, nice. and that was my last nitrous balloon. Actually, I've <laughs> taken a nitrous balloon since.
0: Is that the same as like doing like whippets? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yes. Because
0: okay. I, I tried to do that out of a uh, out of a, a whipped cream can one time, and it didn't go so well. I just choked on whipped cream. <laughs> well, you're definitely doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah apparently.
4: It's but anyway, so I, those, those are my comments for those two <laughs> shows. And um, on Sunday, Steve has been doing a Sweet Relief um, Musicians Fund charity. Singer, songwriter, showcase show at the Wayfair here in Costa Mesa. And um wow, that looks sexual, Andrew. Um and uh yeah, it was uh it was it was Steve and, and myself and Henry and um our good buddy Jameson Burt, who's been yeah. on the podcast before. And it was really great to hear Jameson play, hear Steve play. Um, I played a couple tunes. We got up there at the inn and, and did the wait together, which was really fun. Um you know, it was, just, it was just nice to have a Sunday like that after, you know, a longer weekend to just enjoy people and, and have fun. And um, it was great. And uh, Steve's been killing that with booking our friends and singer-songwriters on it and, and having a good time. And it was um, just f- had fun overall. And I drank a little bit and um, I'm drinking right now. And uh, I'm going to talk about what I'm drinking right now. Um I've had it before on the podcast, but it's been a long time, but I'm drinking this Lost Republic single barrel mm. bourbon whiskey, um, but it's from California. It's distilled here in California, which I guess makes it not a bourbon, but it's pretty delicious. I'm drinking it with some sparkling water, and um, I don't think I've had a bourbon on the podcast in a long time, so I figured it was time to change, and I was out of beer, so... Cheers, Cheers, everybody!
0: Steve, oh, yeah. What are you drinking? I, I am almost done with my first pint of vodka for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, it's, it's good. Yeah, I've been, I've been taking it a little easy on the drinking as of late. Um, yeah, a little bit here and there, a little you know, a little spice. But it's been it's been really busy, man. Like going going back back to uh, with everything opening up. Like I'm getting hit up a lot to do different things, and then with you know the the releases as of late I've been being reached out to a lot about you know other new opportunities to jump in on and and do some stuff and that's been cool and I'm just like fuck I've got no time in my schedule left until we leave for tour so I I haven't been drinking I've been like really trying to just do as much as I possibly can and then uh, and you know do it well and uh and sleep has been increasingly important in uh, the small amounts that I've been able to get so uh I'm trying to uh, not uh, hinder that by uh, by getting too lit all the time. So, uh, <laughs> but tonight for the podcast, it was a great weekend. I, I stayed very responsible all weekend long, and uh, so tonight I am uh, balancing out that experience just a little bit. But it feels good. It's it's nice to drink some Tito's again and just have a have a drink. It's nice. So, cheers. Cheers. War, what you got, man? You know, I am drinking
2: a Spindrift. I did kind of drink a lot this weekend, but I'm drinking a Spindrift, and it's a grapefruit Spindrift, and I hate it. I really don't like the flavor at all. Um, but I have a lot of grapefruit Spindrift left, and it's not bad enough that I won't drink it. I just don't prefer it. But now I have to finish some, so I'm drinking... Horrible tasting grapefruit spindrift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting through every sip, trying not to complain. But now I have the forum to complain. So I don't think it would be as bad if you put something like Tito's in it. It'd probably balance it out or something, but yeah.
0: What's what's so terrible about it? I don't know. I,
2: I think it comes down to... I'm hit or miss with grapefruit. I think grapefruit is too like bitter for me. I'm mm. kind of a sweet guy. And so I think it just comes down to I'm not a big grapefruit person. But, you know, sometimes they do it good. But, I would yeah. agree with you. I, I love like the grapefruit LaCroix, like the mousse. Yeah. But I
4: hate the Spindrift grapefruit. And I'm a grapefruit guy. Yeah, see? It's a and little I bit... Just, there's something weird about it that I can't get behind. But I also haven't gotten behind any Spindrift flavors at all. So there's something different about them
2: yeah so that's where i'm at what
5: about you henry what do you got uh that's actually my favorite spindrift flavor (laughs) of course it is
0: (laughs) well you're in luck i hear warren's got a bunch left over so if if you need to take some off things
5: (laughs) grapefruit i love the bitterness of grapefruit juice well that's what i'm saying too i do too but i don't like the spindrift grapefruit i love the spindrift grapefruit it's my favorite flavor you know everyone's wrong every now and then Whatever. I think that fits perfect though. I feel like if, <laughs> it doesn't if matter. I'm drinking show... a brewery X. <laughs> uh Battle Snakes Pilsner. Nice. That's oh, pilsner.
0: pilsner. Nice. It's
5: not a pilsner, it's a pilsner.
0: There's so many s's in in that
5: word. It's great. It's very refreshing. It's really
0: nice. cool. Artwork on there too. It's got two two snakes battling with their tongues two out snakes. and their fangs
5: out. Very cool. Do they very connect cool in the back? On. Is it the same Oh. Okay. It's like a copy-paste. It's the nice. same thing. It's I nice. was going to say, if oh, it was shit.
0: if it was the same snakes, you know, like just two ends of the same snakes fighting each other.
5: Like it's no, team, just make it into
0: them. a t-shirt design.
5: Don't, don't give it away shit. yet. Shit. Okay. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty good. I like
4: it. I'm, what running about you, I'm running out down. Yeah, I want to know what Andrew's drinking, because it comes with accessories.
2: Accessories.
1: Uh, I'm drinking tequila tonight. It's called... Fortaleza that's how you pronounce it because I'm Mexican so that means if you guys pronounce it that you're doing it wrong (laughs) I did it correctly right now um no I don't know much about this tequila it's a Blanco um Amanda got it for her birthday from our friends Shane and Nikki and I wanted to try it tonight because the bottle is really cool and it's a really good Blanco uh i I had the first glass with some lime and it, um, it was like super smooth, not like a lot of that tequila bitterness of that tequila aftertaste that you, you know, get with yeah. cheaper tequilas. And then, so I had some like fruit bar popsicles in the freezer. So I thought I'd throw one of those in there to see what it does. It's pretty yeah, good. How's it, how's it working out for you? It's good. Look, look, I got a little thing to play with.
4: Yeah. Well, knowing, knowing Shane and Nikki, they they don't um, they they always get the good stuff. So I'm sure. It's yeah, it's a great. Pretty solid bottle. Shane would approve of that message as well.
2: He likes yeah, the finer things in life. Yeah, Shane, you go, buddy. The Shout out to Shane. I saw him on Friday for a very quick second. Yeah, he was there on Sunday, and it was great to see him.
1: You know, what else is great to do.
2: Listen to music. Oh, oh yeah! Come on, someone had
1: to get that. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
4: I was. I knew. I knew exactly My what to man. say. I was just hoping someone else got it as well
5: Duh. i thought henry was going to be the i one wanted to, do to it. let i wanted to let someone else do it cuz i always know where this <laughs> is too nice
2: so the song for tonight online, comes hail from this. married
1: that thing <laughs> all <laughs> you guys were open
2: <laughs> snatched it right <laughs> <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> the only
1: one 35 it's cuz you know, he's I wearing a lakers shirt man i gave it to him i didn't want to shit right into the next segment wearing yeah.
5: the lakers shirt i already knew it was 114
1: to one twelve, and I passed it to War on the three point line. World I wanted to give somebody the else a shot
5: in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> with that being said, um, if you don't know already, I work at a record store. I get to listen to all sorts of interesting stuff. <laughs> um and uh what record store do you work at cream tangerine records it is in coast everyone go back to the
1: episodes where henry didn't work at a record store but still had extremely good taste in music and still uh right but he's already referencing it he's always referencing it now though so i have to i have to shout it out because
5: you know uh it's a it's a local business and it's it's owned by our good friend parker macy and uh Today I got something really exciting in the mail that uh, maybe in the next couple weeks I will be able to talk about further, uh, possibly as soon as next week. Mm. Um, so, uh, but with that being said, um, this was very exciting to discover. Um, we get all kinds of different records in there, and uh, this is a record we actually get in quite a bit. It's not particularly valuable um, or expensive, but it is really cool and really fun to listen to, very entertaining, high energy. Um, the group that I'm going to talk about this week is called chase. Uh, it was started by this guy named bill chase, who is already a very well-established jazz trumpeter and uh, decided to form his own band. And he recruited three other trumpet players. So what's interesting about this band is it's not like a saxophone, trombone, uh, trumpet, anything else. It's four trumpets. Nice. Um, for the brass section. And then he hired a rock rhythm section, which is, you know, keyboards, bass, guitar, guitar, and uh, drums. And also a lead vocalist by the name of Terry Richards. And uh, interestingly enough, two of the trumpeteers did sing lead on a few of the songs on this record. So there's actually three different lead vocalists (laughs) featured on this record. But uh, for the vast majority of this record and the song we're going to talk about, it featured Terry Richards singing leads. Uh, now the interesting thing about this is that I've never heard of these guys before at all, but they did have a billboard hot 100, uh, single in May of 1971, which peaked at number 24, which is pretty high up there. Um, and I've never heard this song before, but it was very, uh, successful for them, uh, actually worldwide. It, it sold a lot of units, uh, especially for like a jazz type band, um, and then what's, in- what's also interesting about that is the song is called Get It On. Uh, it was so successful that when Mark Bolin, uh, T-Rex, released his song Get It On, he actually had to change the name to avoid confusion. So he put Bang A Gong, Get It On. Otherwise, that song would have been called Get It On. But because of Chase's previously released song Get It On, Mark Bolin actually changed the name of his uh, the T-Rex song, wow. Bang A Gong, Get It On. Um, so, yeah, this is off of their self titled debut album. It is called Chase. Um, they're kind of hard to find. But if you add the Henry's History Lesson playlist, you can find this and all the other great artists with very effortless ease, very easily. And that's all featured in the link below. Uh, and I'm always updating it every week with new tasty jams. And without further ado, let's listen to this Tasty Jam. This is Get It On by Chase from 1971. Rad. (laughs)
3: It on in the morning now. I want you when the moon shines bright. And I said, I want you when the time is right now. I need you all through the night now. May I feel inside and sight? Get it on in the morning now. I'm gonna tell you just one more deal. I'm gonna make love to you. It's the kind of feeling I just won't quit. I said, oh, "Come on, girl, now this is it. Get it on in the morning now. Ah, oh, that feeling's gonna be you. Oh, that feeling's gonna be me. It's gonna be just you and me. In ecstasy." Just a one and only deal. I'm gonna make love to you. It's oh, the kind of feeling that just won't quit. I said, Come on, girl, now nah, this is it. Get it on in the want it now. Oh, that feeling's gonna be you. Oh, that feeling's gonna be me. It's gonna be just you and me in ecstasy.
2: Dun 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 dun.
1: dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome song.
2: Yeah, Dude, I was um, cool. yeah
1: I Henry, I have a fun song. fact for you. I played yeah. this song in college. Ah,
5: see, I I, I figured that. Yeah, horn players that.
1: love this song, yeah. and it like so. We had a like a big band where we would play like Frank Sinatra and Count Basie songs, and we had a pop band that would play basically. You play the songs that the people at the time are listening to. So in my era when I learned stuff, it was a bunch of 70s stuff. And then right. you eventually learn all the standards and then everyone gets super bored with it. So you try to move on to the more challenging stuff. And I remember right. playing like a Zappa tune in college with like a full horn section and like like mallets and stuff like that, like a full Zappa band. Right. So I remember playing this song because one of the horn players brought it in because they wanted to like do something more challenging than like whatever got to be real or whatever the dumb seventies tune that we were doing. But that
5: song is mm-hmm. awesome. Dude, it's super cool. And that, that whole record is pretty much like that. Um, I had never heard of it until a couple weeks ago when somebody brought a collection in of, of used records and that was in it. And I remember Parker saying to the person who was bringing it to the collection, he was like, Oh man, this record's super awesome. Like it's worth nothing, but it's like, super duper cool and this is in this copy is in great shape we usually sell sell them for you know maybe six bucks tops if it's like a mint condition copy of it and if it's any less than that it's it goes in the discount bin which is 2.99 or less um but man i spin it at the shop all the time we we pretty much always have a copy of it for some reason somewhere in the shop so i i get a lot and uh it's just super cool it's and there's a lot of like more progressive um <laughs> passages in it there's a song at the end of the record that's like six or seven parts and it's really really interesting and cool and uh uh, there were there's stuff on there from every musician in the band that's like what like total crazy shredding performance uh stuff like there was even like a bass run in that song that was like whoa holy crap this guy's like going nuts right now and keys solo is great yeah just very spectacular, you know, virtuoso musicianship and, um, just another, another band that, uh, that's funny that you have that, uh, anecdote, Andrew, of of having played it. Um, but it's just another band that like sort of lost in the, in the, uh, wave of, of history of stuff happening. Um, and then you find, you know, old records from back then of it. And it's like a time capsule.
1: Yeah. We played a lot of stuff from that era. It sort of disappeared. Someone was asking which Zappy, Zappa to played. We played Zombie Wolf. Oh, nice. And uh, I could probably still play most of it to this day from memory. I'd have to, like, brush it off. And then we played it with two drummers, which was super awesome. So, like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That tune was a lot of fun, too. Like, we had mean horn sections. They all went on to do, you know, really cool stuff. So my friends are, like, some of the biggest horns in reggae these days. So, yeah, that was super cool.
0: Yeah. I love those uh the the waterfall horn stuff where it's like they'll start on the same note and then one horn'll just kind of mm-hmm. step it down. That shit's so cool, man. That was when when I when I was playing trumpet in in uh, junior high and and then uh, later on in life. That that was always really fun to do those arrangements. It's like, "Oh, fuck it. Get get the whole section, but everybody's doing something a little bit different." It's cool.
5: Yeah, it's like a it's like a spicier version of of like Chicago or yeah. Blood Sweat and Tears or something like that. Like that's what I felt about the whole record was like there's there's little moments where um, like Chicago or or Blood Sweat and Tears they get a little bit uh, kind of predictable rather, which you know obviously worked out for them because everybody knows who those two bands are. But in hindsight, you listen to something like Chase where it's sort of like. Okay, I understand why this record was never as successful as like a Chicago or Blood Sweat and Tears or something like that, because it's a little crazy. But that's what's cool about it now in hindsight, because you're like, okay, I've heard Chicago, like it's a little bit, you know, it's great and everything, but it's a little bit predictable and tame compared to what's on this. Like you hear some of the stuff on this record, and you're like, where did that come from? Like that is some insane like arrangement stuff happening there.
0: Too smart for the general public,
5: man. Too smart, man. Too smart. Yeah, Because people are dumb. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I thought tonight we'd talk about making the video. Because the video just came out for Shine a on Me, Brother. I feel like there's a lot of funny stories. And um, I just got done cutting a bunch of outtakes from that video that hopefully we'll see sometime in the next couple weeks here. There's like a ton of, if you thought the video was fun, like there's so much more fun footage that I have to go through and I'm going to be piecing through. So like, I I already made like five, one minute excerpts of just, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it as we talk about it, but that's the topic I think today.
0: Is. I I didn't realize how fucking epic Warren is on camera until that day. <laughs> I feel like one of these music videos is just going to have to be worn in, in like, various different costumes. Uh, let's start with thing. the setup,
1: though, yeah. so, because we basically have no time as it is. Like, everyone's very busy in this band just with whatever's going on in their lives. So, what what time did we have to be – so, first of all, thanks to Silverado Canyon, uh, <laughs> but we did not the clear whole using that space with them, right? Yes. Yeah. No. And there's like this big... Is it a church? Would you call it a church? It it's looks an, like a it's cult. It's monastery. It's an abbey. Okay. It just looks super weird because it's in the middle of nowhere. But if it's an abbey, it's supposed to be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They couldn't just make it a Belgian abbey and make beer and serve <laughs> cheese and tomato sandwiches.
4: Yeah, and oh. call it West Valeteran and, and
1: Damn, have the yeah. best beer in the world. But we're going to do No, so what time... What time was our call time that day? I think it was eight. I think it was like, I
4: think 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 it it was was there at like 7.15. Yeah.
1: I think it was originally eight.
2: And like at the last minute, we pushed everything up an hour because the sun was coming up. So it was coming up like, it was coming up like 5.45. And I think part of what we wanted to do is try to maybe get a sunrise thing. So like at the last second, I think we pushed it up even an hour earlier than it was supposed to be.
0: I know I picked Um, up Starbucks at 625 in the morning.
1: (laughs) I left my house at 530. Yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, that's what I like about our crew at this point. I think we're all old enough to know that if we do something early, we need donuts. Someone has to be the donut guy and someone has to be the coffee guy. I love love you guys for that. Oh yeah, Which is
4: also great because we're also old enough to know that someone's going to do it. And yeah. Steve did it, but it wasn't discussed with us. It wasn't like, no, and it wasn't. Yeah. Someone's bringing coffee, right? But it was. Uh, we're old enough to like. I realize, felt like, like it was my turn.
0: Like, and I and I just yeah. <laughs> I ordered it, and I'm like, hey, picking up coffee on the way. Got some for everybody. Like, yeah. One, one. You know, pr- I think I feel like every time that we do anything that's early in the morning, somebody steps up and fills that role, and then texts the group thread, and it's like, hey, got this. It's like, cool, that's covered. Like, <laughs> great. So you know, I was like, like all right, like, well, like, I haven't they're heard they're anything now. about it
1: yet. I'm thinking about it. Fuck it. All right, yeah, yeah. coffee's
0: on its way.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, so that that's was funny. awesome there were donuts there in the morning and then we had to get dressed in the morning. So the other thing is like, you know, it's being in a suit that early, you know, it's not comfortable or whatever. You're not driving there in the suits. We have to get dressed. There's no dressing room. There's no anything. There's no bathroom. There's no, you know, we're basically in the middle of nowhere for the most part. I actually showed up uh, and I forgot my
2: shoes. I forgot my boots, uh, which would have totally still stood out like a sore thumb in the shit the shot so uh yeah i had to i showed up and i i got out of my car and i saw robert and he was all like dressed and everything and i kind of had pieced everything together and i was like oh you look really good and i was like oh shit i forgot my shoes and i had to turn around and go get them
4: but luckily warren lives the closest, the closest. To that, yeah. that <laughs> place is than anyone else so it'd be it'd be a shit storm if, if it, it was anyone else that forgot their shoes yeah
0: Fuck shoes. I'm going shoeless.
1: There you would be, no, rough and shoe. then, would then, be shoeless.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, <right? laughs> Especially with all the broken glass and shit. And...
1: Um, special shout out at this point to John Hampton. Yeah. and Kevin, who are our uh, camera guys on this shoot for Woo, being willing yes. to get up that early and help us out. They killed it. They did. They've done a ton of our stuff at this point. Yeah. Um, they helped us with the last slide on the highway live shoot. All this stuff on Take Me Higher," They've done a ton for us. So yeah. they came through big time waking up this early, taking their weekend to help us out. They did a great job. The video came out looking really amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, then we had to set up, which is a lot harder than you think when it's just in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. <laughs> so. I remember unpacking drums and stuff like that and having to take just like three trips across the, di- like whatever it wasn't that far it was maybe like, you know, less than a quarter of a mile, but still like when you're in a full suit, like trying to carry your own drums and stuff like that it doesn't, you know, feel good. So how was Pat, how was unloading for everyone else? I mean, I
4: had the easiest job cause I could carry my amp and my guitar with two hands and I luckily have two hands. Um, but I think the, the, the funnest part was all the mic stands and cables and everything like that, because those are just not fun to carry when you don't have a bag, which nine we now have bags for, which is great. But um, um, yeah, it, it was, it was more about the terrain because it's not like we had a asphalt road to push things or, you know, carry things on. It was, you know, if you, if you see the video, it, that that's what it is. You know, we're, we're not, our cars aren't that far away, but it's not, you know, an easy road or easy sidewalk to just walk down.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, So I'm sure you guys with the, with the bass amp and the drums, um, even that keyboard's heavy as shit, you know, you guys had a little, you guys had to work a little bit, only a little bit
2: harder. Yeah. And there was, like you said, there was an uncharacteristic amount of broken glass everywhere. Um,
1: Answer it. What am I? One of our very good friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Tell me <laughs> okay. he's on the podcast. You you gotta tell us what he says, though. Yeah, okay. So our really good friend, <laughs> he's an old hey, uh, booker of ours named Justin Millenis from Rockford, Illinois. He's one of our oldest friends, just called Robert right now. <laughs> and nice. he should be on the podcast. He's now booking much bigger country acts. He's now like a really big player in the booking space in Chicago. i send him a Midwest area. I'm just him, just jump One right of in. our best old friends. And now let's see if we can get him on the podcast. And now we wait.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now you're live on the podcast.
1: Well, Justin Milanis, everyone.
0: Tom, I just sent him a streaming. yard link yeah, as well. I don't, if I don't you know. Are you, are you at your computer
4: or near, near your phone or computer? I'm
0: not, no. Oh. Can you guys hear
4: that? Yeah. 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 Say hi to the guys, Justin.
1: Hey, oh, Justin. And Scott Murphy in our chat just already said Rockford Cheap Trick Land. So you're famous. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah. knows Rockford.
4: Yeah, we can hear you. It's just kind of awkward. <laughs> um, I'm holding the phone. Illinois. Are you in Rockford, Illinois right now?
1: I'm in Rockford, Illinois.
4: What are you guys doing? Ooh. We're having a podcast from our established homes here in Southern California, and uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get back to Rockford, Illinois to see you.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm calling, actually. I want to bring
4: you back. Oh. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Oh yeah. yeah. How does
0: that sound?
4: It sounds great. Um, I want to go. We have, like, I mean, it's kind of weird. We're on a podcast right now, live on Facebook, and I'm talking to you over the phone and connecting to my ear. Um, that happens. But, you know, we'd love to come back to Rockford and hang out with you and maybe play a show or two, and we're looking forward to that.
0: Would you love to come back where it's like 85 degrees and, like, 80% humidity, and just, like, sweat as soon as you walk out the door.
4: No, awesome. we don't want to come now. <laughs> we want to come in, like, October. <laughs> That's when it's beautiful. Some here is a brutal. I know, exactly. That's why we're not going to go right now. But we would love to come back in October. Do you have anything for that?
0: I think so. I'm just asking you what a, t- a good time frame would be, because I have something for you that could be any time.
4: Ooh. Well, <clears throat> this might be not a podcast conversation, but more of a... Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I will gladly call you whenever you want me to call you and get you, and we can get things moving.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to call and say hi, first of all. And I miss you, boys. And then, why don't you, when you get done, be a superstar on this podcast, call me back?
4: Are you going to be up till like 3 in the morning tonight?
0: I mean, maybe. Who knows?
4: Grilling, grilling chicken on your deck and drinking ask, ask him if we can get him back. Maybe we we'll next, and, and we'll just
0: grill some steaks up after a kryptonite show at 3 cool. a.m.
4: Can we uh, can we have you as a guest on our podcast uh, podcast podcast um, one of these days coming up?
0: Yeah. I mean, as long as I know, you know, before, eight seconds before it's
4: happening, it might be a little... You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, we do it on Mondays at 8.30 <laughs> Pacific time. So what is that? 10.30 your time or 11.30 your time? Yep. Great. Well, then I'll call you when we're, when we're done here, and um, we'll have you on the podcast one of these days. And... I'll um yeah, say say bye to the guys and I'll call you back after. Love this. everybody, miss you. All right, we'll talk soon. Steve, Steve and Andrew both said love you. Yeah, I love everybody. All right later. Oh, well, that's fucking Justin awesome. Justin Milman um if 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 you listen to that or just watch that, uh Justin Mills is a a great friend of ours uh from Rockford, Illinois that has set up shows for us. We've stayed at his house for multiple days, almost weeks. Um He's he's been a a wonderful friend and a wonderful person and huge supporter of what Robert John the Wreck has done in the past, um, especially yeah. around the Illinois and Quad Cities areas.
0: Well, he gave us a home base only in the Midwest why we
4: answered that phone right now, yeah. and um, <clears throat> he's just a great person that we haven't got to see. And I feel like it's been at least like five or six years. Yeah, uh, which it's is a long just, time. Crazy because we, we were see seeing him almost more than the
3: internet.
4: Yeah, we were, we were seeing, we were in Rockford, Illinois and, and spending time with him almost more than some of our family members for a couple of those <laughs> yep. years. Um, so anyways, I don't know what I just interrupted by doing that, but uh, we'll get back oh, on we the, were train talking about the, video the video.
1: That was important though. So. I you know, love that. Um, that
0: was so good to hear his voice. <laughs> the next piece of the video shoot that people don't
1: get to see is that everyone has to be shot individually so every time you see a cut to someone that's close up it's not like there's a camera guy running around to every person getting all the good shots you have to basically stay on that guy the whole time so you get the base shots and the key shots and then this shot and because we want separate coverage that means we just have to do take 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 And, um, what I remember is we started with Robert and this was probably my call. And I was really worried that we were just going to get the police called on us instantly. (laughs) So I think all of us had a little bit of being scared because none of us cleared this with anyone, you know, if we got the police called on us right away, the whole video and the whole day would be ruined after waking up at like whatever five and making it out there. Want to make sure that everything was going to go okay. So I think the energy of the first couple takes was like not quite there, and on purpose, if that makes sense, because we didn't want to get the cops called on us. Did you guys feel that way? Or? I, I I knew that there was a concern, but once we got
4: set up and ready to go, I kind of went out of my brain, and I was just like, "We're here. Like, yeah. what's the worst that can happen, Mike?" I mean, it's gonna take a cop like thirty minutes to get here, so we definitely have this time now, you know. Well that and, was my thought.
0: And the loudest thing, like because we, we didn't bring power out like our, our amps weren't plugged in, you know, the, the cables were just running to you know the dirt. Steve, you're letting the secrets out. You know, but no, that's it's part of it, you know. So it's it's uh that the uh like the the only thing that would be really making noise obviously is the drum kit, right? And then also, like we had uh, some amazing dudes come out and uh, and be our horn players for the video shoot and everything. So it's like you know, if you're playing a trumpet in the middle of a field, like people are gonna fucking hear it. That shit carries, you know. <laughs> um, and same with same with drums, you know. So like, I, I wasn't too worried about the playback uh, as much as as the other stuff. And that and that was kind of like, hey, let's get the things where it's like we're focused on the front people because if we once we start doing drums and horns, like that's going to call more attention to us being here and everything. So I know like, and I, Andrew, I don't know how you do it, man. Cause when you're, when you're playing, but you're not hitting the way that you would be when you're actually playing and you're kind of like, you know, video playing the drums and stuff like that's gotta be just exhausting. Yeah.
1: Well, I save it for the good takes. Yeah. Yeah. when When the cameras are on me, so what we try to do, too is we always know if the camera's on you. Yeah. So you're shooting Robert. Most likely, you're going to be seen because there's two cameras on Robert, and they're going both directions. But if the camera's on Steve, you can only see me and probably Warren because he's on the left side of the stage. I love the tattoo. So, uh, yeah, so... Only those people need to be in the shot and only those people need to be there. And you know that when you're playing on Steve's shot, like you don't need to be that aggressive. But the second the camera's on me, I just go like, okay, you know, I have to look the most aggressive I've ever played drums in my life. And if I miss half these things, it doesn't matter. The problem is, too, like I edit the videos and so I know what's going in as I'm doing it half the time. And so I'm like, ah, it, it almost, it's almost better. I'm like, oh, I could screw this up. But like, I really need to hit this filler or something like that, too. Do you guys feel like that, too?
4: Yeah. I mean, I mean, when when the camera's on me, I make sure that I'm singing like how you sing. Um, but when we do, you know, 15 takes, I have to make sure I know the spots where the camera's not on me. So I'm not belting something out yeah. <laughs> and like ruining my voice, especially when we have a three hour show after that. You know, so I'm I'm very, like, I know where the camera's going to be, so I, I have to know, like, what's happening, you know? Because if I'm screaming at the top of my lungs for 15 takes, like, it's not going to help anyone for
2: anything. <clears throat> I think we even made the joke when we were doing it that it's harder to actually mime the song than it is to just, to actually just sit down and play it. Because like Andrew said, it takes it takes like more energy to look like you're doing something on screen and to make sure that you still are kind of hitting your parts without making it look like you're just fucking around or whatever. And like, after like the like fifth take, everybody's like hot. We're in the suits. It's sweaty. Like people are driving by. We're not sure if they're calling the cops. And it's like, yeah, it was like, I think it's just easier if we just play, like if we could just play the song, but you can't just play the song. You have to act it out. And again, like you have to make, you have to do your over embellishments that you have to make it visually go.
0: interesting, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause when, when you're there uh, at a show, like your eyes are the camera, you know, when you're watching a video online, I, I think, and, and uh, you know, it's that somebody is deciding what you're looking at, you know, so everything has to be very visually interesting and, and normally a little bit more over the top than, you know, it would be at a show where like you can choose what your camera angle is. And stuff. So you really have to like, you know, and that that comes through the editing. And and Scott just uh gave a compliment here: nice editing. And Andrew, I thought you did a, a fucking amazing job yeah. with it too, man. Like, it was it was really cool capturing all those moments and and uh, and performance yeah. and stuff. And even, cool.
4: even how you play the instruments too. I mean, I I know that Henry broke a string. You know, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we were, we're not we're not really playing, but when you don't hear your guitar coming out of the amp, you it not intentionally but you just end up playing differently well i do um i can't speak for henry but henry doesn't normally break strings um but probably because you were playing a little harder than normal because you can't hear anything other than the recorded version and it was just funny because we weren't you know you broke a string during like a it'd be like if if andrew broke a snare head during like a video shoot it's just (laughs) like you know it's like
5: well this is that yeah pretty much yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty funny. And, and luckily, it was early on in the shoot. It was like after like one or two takes. So I was able to switch, switch guitars. And it's also a good thing I brought a backup guitar. And yeah, so a good the thing that both the guitars look exactly the same. Yeah, both the guitars were similar. Pro tip, bring a backup guitar to your video shoot. <laughs> that looks exactly like the other guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because I can't do that. The
1: missing, <laughs> did notice the missing Bigsby <laughs> from shot to shot? I didn't (laughs) zero people. I I forgot about that until right now.
2: Actually, (laughs) now I got to go back and rewatch it again.
1: No one's gonna see it. Um, Now, here's a funny time to bring up that we had. We prepped this stuff for like weeks beforehand. We have to talk about what we're doing for a video shoot, and it was my responsibility to buy and bring bolo ties. Because we like brought this yeah. whole look together, right? So we like talked about the look of the thing and that we wanted to do the black jacket and we'd already done a photo shoot for Robert that looked really cool with that bolo ties. So we're like, what if the whole band dress is in those bolo ties? And I picked out all these super bolo ties and I ordered them and they came in and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna bring them and I got there and I was like, Where the fuck are these things? And I was like, Well, whatever, we gotta do this, like let's just shoot the video." So I we spent all that prep time talking about bolo ties and did not get them. Anyways, also in that prep time, we talked about doing a, a podium shot and the whole idea of the podium shot was we, and we haven't really done this a lot. We we've, we've either done like full narrative video, like old friend, or we've done full, just like live performance video. Like you see almost Carolina or like a lot of this stuff off. Of Take me higher was just full performance videos. But you never saw us do like almost half and half. And so we had this idea of this podium shot. And um, I just thought it was really funny. But we didn't really plan anything until we got there, which was almost better. So it was um, I'll, I'll, I'll go into some detail of the, the podium shots. But Robert, how was your podium shot experience? Because I think Robert went first on the podium shot. And yeah, I don't I mean, know if I want to throw John under the bus or not. I John is always into making things like very serious, <laughs> which I agree to some extent. I love like uh, I, it has to have a serious element. We have to be like taken seriously, you know, but he didn't want the podium shot in the video. <laughs> if I remember correctly, so I had to fight for my podium shot and then we had to <laughs> rent a podium right? because we're like, where do we even get a podium?
4: <laughs> yeah, oh, well and luckily, luckily, Hannah Productions John Hampton is a is a close, basically. Uh, another member of the band, and uh, exactly, he, he has he has connections throughout everything that we you'd ever need in your life. Do um, you need shoes? He has a connection for it. You need, you know, it's just crazy. But um, yeah, we uh we we we're good friends with uh, Signature Party Rentals, and uh, I drove up there and got a podium, and and you know they they make you can rent whatever you want. You can rent six vintage chairs. You know what I mean? Like you can rent whatever you want from anyone out there. And, um, and so we were looking at podiums, like, I think we were looking at like buying one, but like realizing like, that's incredibly weird to do. Um, but so the city party rentals, thank you guys. Um, we got this podium and, uh, you know, at the time, I don't think any of us were sure what we were going to do. Um, a cool aspect of this video is that our good friend, uh, sexy Jason Hubner, and yeah. that's his full name. Sexy Jason Huebner. <laughs> it's um, like doctor, but sexy is, is yeah. a actual chaplain. Um, and a very good friend of mine and the bands, um, and just has the perfect style that we needed for this thing. Um, and our, our initial thought was to have him behind the podium kind of preaching and singing the song, uh, which I think was our whole original, version of why we needed a podium. Um, but it just kind of came to a, a, a beautiful point when we were all standing around saying we should all take shots individually behind the podium, including Jason. And if you, if you watch the video and there's a bearded guy in a gray suit, um, that's sexy Jason Hubner. Uh, he's a wonderful person, beautiful human being. Um, and obviously was made the video even better. Yeah. Um, there's, there's uh, one sure. shot of him just walking around in the background which I think was one of the – there's two – yeah. I don't know if I'm going too far. When, in, when, in when the, Henry's, yeah. when Henry's up there two, at the podium
0: playing, yeah. Yeah. There's
4: <laughs> the, the two funniest things in this video to me, uh, and just because I know everyone in the, in the video, is the one where Jason's just wandering randomly reading the Bible in the background because I think that this just that thought is just <clears throat> hilarious to me. And then also when Andrew is standing at the podium straight-faced, not – no emotions and the horns are just like hitting them in the head. That's just one of the funny, like I
1: I'll talk about, mine, oh, my my pitch came about together mine at the last second. So I'm going to talk about something that happened in between while everyone was doing their things and why I didn't get to see Warren's thing. And then we'll talk <laughs> about Warren's after cause Warren's was super amazing. And so it was Steve's, but it was just in this order in my mind. So Robert and Jason did theirs and then we <clears> did <throat> the pitch with Henry playing his solo for Jason to just be wandering around like a crazy person. And as this was happening, I was packing up my drums from, uh, the first shot. And then I was carrying my bass drum, my cymbal uh, uh, backpack case. And I was walking over and I tripped and I ate shit. <laughs> while I was packing up. So I can't remember what I heard at this point. I think I like scrape my knee or something dumb like that. Like, But I, I ate shit in the sand and like cut myself up or something like that. And that's why I missed Warren's take. But Warren's take was amazing. So Warren, what happened in your take? Um, Well, I didn't really know
2: what to do. So I kind of just like started jumping around and dancing around and flailing my arms and it kind of came out the way it did. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I knew it was the last thing that I had to shoot. So I was like, okay, I, all I have to do is just jump around like a, an idiot for a little bit. Um, but man, dude, two days after that, I fucked my back up so bad. I was doing these like high kicks and like, I have like a brace that like, sometimes if I'm like really fucked up in my back, like all like a little strap guy. And I had to wear that for like two days. I was like, I, uh, I definitely paid the price for trying to be that nimble and flexible and whatever because uh, I can't do that. <laughs> That's not normal, and <laughs> I need to stretch already. And yeah, so I think it came out good, but I definitely paid the price for it. <laughs> Warren's also the second youngest person in the band, so
4: he's also the tallest. Yeah, so
0: I've, and probably the least
4: flexible man. too. I feel like you're so, more. Well, I'm definitely the least flexible person in this band. <laughs> I can't even sit like Indian style, like on the ground. Oh, okay. Crisscross applesauce. Oh, sorry. Is that, is it, is it, I don't know. Is care. it like that's fine. wrong to say Indian style?
0: No, that's that's yes. what I grew up on.
4: But Am no. I going to get canceled now? <laughs> just kidding, everyone. But <laughs>
1: yeah. This just in Robert hates Native Americans.
2: That's all I heard.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Um, Obviously we love Native Americans. I played in a Native American band, so anyways. Then we did the shot. So Amanda, my mm-hmm. girlfriend, so are one of our usual background singers. Her name is Adrienne McBride. She's like an amazing singer. She played one of the Hanger Twenty Four shows with us. And then she went on her own tour. Um she's her normal gig, she spends all summer in San Antonio, Texas, <coughs> at the SeaWorld C- down there. So, if any of you are close to San Antonio, you could probably see her like crush '80s hits, and uh, her and her band are just like amazing over there. They're friends I went to college with, but uh, um, she was out of town, and we wanted her to do it. But at the last second, my girlfriend, who is a very good singer in her own right, um, but maybe not that style, uh, could could fill in at the last minute. So. I was thinking to myself, what would be, like, a funny shot to do? And this all happened last minute. We didn't plan any of this sort of stuff. So I was like, okay, I think I got it. I was trying to include the horns. I was like, okay, the horns can be trying to, like, you know, bring me to life, and I'll just play the straight man and, you know, not make a face or whatever. And then eventually Amanda will come in and, like, kiss me and, like, wake me up, and then I'll become this, like, crazy sinner or something, like, from, you know girl stuff and you guys will get to see it I, that's one of the outtakes i cut and it is so funny and i sent it to like all the video people i know it's like you have to watch this. it's so ridiculous but it was so much fun and again you'll see this soon so i don't want to explain myself too much you saw it in the video but it was like 10 times stupider i, I had to make it into t- a two-parter because it was so ridiculous <laughs> But it worked out great, and then we did Steve's, which was just like the party scene. So, how was the party scene, Steve?
0: Oh yeah, I didn't know what was uh, what was what was going on. I, th- I thought we were just doing like individuals for a second, and so I just started out, and then everybody started coming up, and I was like, "All right, fuck yeah, let's go, just fucking party." So it was cool. Yeah, I just I smoked a cigarette and sang along and fucked around with you guys, and it was fun.
1: It was those cool. were hilarious too, and I think the best part about those scenes were. Everyone knew it was your shot. Yeah, everyone was trying to like overshadow you. And there's these moments where everyone just gets out of the way. It's oh yeah, a big party, and then everyone knows to just like clear, and then you're just like you know they're smoking. it was. It looks so cool.
0: It was really fun because it was so impromptu and like unscripted. It was just it was just us being us on camera, and I and I think yeah. that that's why it works as well as it does. Yeah, and Andrew you captured it brilliantly in the editing. And stuff too, man. Like, and really, you know, I, I I feel like that's like one of the first music videos that we've done that really captures like the essence of us as people beyond the music and stuff. You know, like the uh, the the Let It Go video we did out in Hawaii. You know, obviously was was a lot of fun, but like this is where we live. You know, like this is right in our backyard, and us being us and and everything. It was it was really fun, and and big shout out to Amanda for for being there and. And she had in. a
1: good way of describing your scene. We were like watching it back. She yeah. would watch the edits and stuff with me. She's saying it's super fun to be in a group like that with a group of people where everyone's just going for it and no one has any reservations about anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sort of like a good description of how we are. You know, everyone just gets in there and they go. And because we're all going, no one feels like, Weird for being overly aggressive or yeah, overly yeah. this or overly that, and no one also is like trying to be the star of the show or whatever. Everyone just sort of picks their moments. Yeah, and
0: then yeah, it was, yeah it was that really was, fun, was really fun. Cool that was it, that was a fun take because I was like ah, like in my brain I'm like, all right, we had the straight man comedic, you know, people shot like we had, you know, Warren's like I'm not going to outdo Warren on crazy dancing <laughs> ever. You know, that's not my thing. Like Robert's like delivering the message. Jason's got his whole thing. Like Henry's got his guitar solo and stuff. I'm like, what do I do here? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke <laughs> 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 and, uh, and, and sing and maybe do a little, little dancing. It's like not super serious, but it's, uh, you know, there's my, my little, you know, shitty dance moves that I do all the time. And, uh. And
1: and You're that'll be cool good because it's like it's like, You're the, like the cool kid.
0: It's like the the middle ground, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm normally I, I don't really dance, so that's always like a very weird uh, thing for me to to do is to be like physically moving. Uh, when people are like, "Oh, just feel it," I'm like, "No, my brain's analyzing all of this music right now. <laughs> this is not how I enjoy music. Is by dancing." Uh, like I stand there and I drink my drink and I like analyze what the sounds are and how I can recreate them <laughs> most of the time. So, it's, well, uh, I, it was I fun. feel like I feel like that's
4: probably um, <clears throat> Andrew, uh, your take because I remember you you kind you kind of went towards the end and you're like I have an idea for this. I'm this is yeah. what I'm going to do, and I'm I'm guessing that's that's what went through your head because we didn't plan any of this. So you were probably sitting there being like how can I, what, 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 what's my version? And correct me if I'm wrong, but cause I remember you saying like, I have an idea for this. I'm going to have the horns in my ears and then Amanda's going to come up and like lick my face, which is all on the spot. <laughs> First you know, of like, all, I like, didn't like, say like, that. She just chose to do that. Well, no, but what I mean is like, it, it all happened kind of naturally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah like you were just, you, you stood there and you are like, you saw these takes and like, cool. Like, cool, What's my version of that? Um, and also big shout out to Gabe. Yeah. Uh, he's the saxophone player in the video. And he worked his ass off trying to find another horn player to be in our video. And I think it was like the day before that he actually got one. Um, so big shout out to Gabe um, for helping us out. And he might be on stage with us one of these days playing that sax in real.
1: For yeah. real. In real. In, for real. In, in, in real. Oh. I like that. But this is an aside. Uh, one of my music teachers growing up was a trumpet player named Gino that Robert knows. Yeah. I spent to lunch with him the other day and showed him the single. He's like, I'll sit in with you guys any day I have off." So I, he's like one of the best trumpet players in the world. Yeah, like he's the, amazing. It's not even like a, uh, you know, this guy's yeah. like.
4: If we had Gabe destroyer. and Gino, I mean, that would just be uh, that would,
1: Yeah, that would be like. I was like, if we get booked on some other cruise or something like that, it'd just be fun to like bring them as a, uh, like, the future. Yeah. Thing. What are they, oh my what are god. They,
4: what are they doing? Yeah. What are, do? they want to drive to Mammoth? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay.
1: They'll be one soon. <laughs> yeah. Full band. No, but uh, I I'm in editing see. the video and getting it all back on the floor. I thought everyone did such a good job that I cut like a bunch of these little things out that people didn't get to see. I just called them the outtakes, So those are going to come out pretty soon here whenever whatever. Like, you know, we're talking about the single now we're talking about all the reviews that came out, but sometime soon in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably be posting a couple of these outtakes videos. And I'll, oh it's really quick, thank you to everyone that shared the video
4: yeah uh, over this weekend. Uh, yeah. To yeah. Everyone like that viewed in, it.
1: it It's close to three hundred shares or something it's crazy thank nice. you to everyone yeah. that,
4: that supported this um, release <laughs> um and we're excited to release more as as the summer goes through um and to to end share the album with you guys on September third.
0: It's going to be sick yeah. and there's and there's also links to um uh, i'll I'll include them. Down below, where you can uh, listen on Spotify and uh, and where, where, where to pre order the album and all that good stuff, too. Because uh, we got some Sherman, things. the name
2: of the song is Shine a Light on Me, Brother. And it's by Robert John and the
4: Wreck. And if you type those two things into <laughs> YouTube, you will find it immediately
1: <laughs> YouTube, yeah. Facebook, whatever. Facebook. It's all there. Google. It's all there. <sighs> yeah, all right. so if you haven't yet go pre-order the record.
4: We have some really cool pre-order packages.
1: Um, And all the stuff, we listened to it the other night. It's all really good. so (laughs) We're very excited. I'm almost, it weirds me out to like put this out because it's, I don't want to say it's super different than everything else, but everything on all of our records, every song is different. So it's just super funny to like, oh, they've gone in this direction. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you haven't really heard the rest of the record yet. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
2: I'm very excited for this one.
1: I, I am great. too. I think everyone was really excited to have a song like this in our catalog too. I think all of us, you know, like this kind of stuff.
4: And, you know, I mean, and it's, uh, you know, I, I've seen a couple of reviews and I'm, I'm glad that people are understanding kind of what we were trying to say with the video. Mm-hmm. Um you know, kind of understanding that we were trying to come from the world was in the darkest place that the world has been in and trying to find the light and wanting to be saved and get out of this darkness and, and getting to the light. So um, I appreciate everyone that's written about it. Uh, mostly, mostly overseas um, and understanding kind of what we were going for, you know, in a, uh, in that aspect, which is really cool Yeah, that, uh, you know, we didn't have to like, place it out for them. They kind of just understood what we were trying to talk about, which is always a beautiful thing when it comes to songwriting and and stuff like that. And obviously everyone can take it however they want to. Um, Every song is different for every single person and a song can be different for the writers compared to the people that listen to it, which is what's beautiful about songwriting and what's beautiful about songs and and being in a band and and releasing music is because people tend to find their own versions of why they love it and um i think it's i've I've seen a a handful of reviews that have kind of understood what we were going for which is really cool to see and read and understand so
1: yeah yeah all right what do we got coming up
2: we are playing at the cliff in laguna beach this friday july 2nd and then we will be down in evolution at evolution 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 brewery and Vista on the 17th I missed one before that we will be in we're kind of jumping around so we're gonna be in Laguna this Friday on the second <laughs> next Sunday the su- the su- following Sunday we will be in Cayucas California and we will be at the schooner's uh, summer schooners. concert series. Schooners. What, how, how, how yeah, it's it's,
4: it's schooners, and it's if you don't know where Cayucas is, it's very close to Morro Bay. Um, it's right on the the central coast of California, and it's a beautiful place. Um, it's it's near Paso Robles and uh, or Robles however you want to say it, and um Robles. Slow and all that all that fun stuff up there.
2: San Luis Obispo. Yeah, which is a fun spot. We, we don't get to play up in that area very often, so we're excited to go up there and check that out. Um, at the end of the month, we we're playing in San Juan at a place called Patty's Pub. But most importantly, we just announced that we will be a part of the Mammoth Bruise and blues palooza happening August 7th, Ooh. Saturday. First weekend uh, up in Mammoth, California with Robert Cray, Larkin Poe, Vintage Trouble, the motet Mike Zito tons to of funk. really good bands dumps to funk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be a good time. There's going to be a lot of really good, uh, breweries up there, including our personal favorite docent. So, um, yeah, that will be, and we also have a special announcement coming up that will be tied into that. And you may be able to get, uh, your hands on some tickets to that event. If you stay updated with what we're doing and, um, yeah, we are very excited, again, to be part of the Mammoth blues palooza the first weekend in August. Um, so keep an eye out for that one. And keep an eye out for us across California because we are kind of hitting you know, a lot of areas that we're not getting to, like San Diego and Central California. So come out and see a show. Tell your friends and your family. And then, of course, we will be in... Europe in September and uh, that is going according to plan and if you have any questions about where our dates are you can find all of them on bandsintown.com or songkick.com both of those websites are where we list our music that ties into Spotify and our website and everything and uh, again if you go to our website you can get our Shine a Light on Me Brother pre-order packages we have everything from colored vinyl to CDs to full deluxe packages that have cool things like license plates and limited time shirts and all sorts of stuff. Uh, These are fulfilled in both the United States and Europe for the first time ever. So if you are a European fan, you can get these without having to pay to ship it from California. So (laughs) get on there, get some pre-order packages. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Subscribe for the email list, Tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your cat, uh, tell your bartenders, tell your waiters, tell your aunts and uncles and your grandparents, and maybe uh, maybe a stranger on the street, tell that yeah, guy too. Yeah, tell,
4: tell the guy that lives three doors down from you that you've never met before. Tell him about it. Kryptonite.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alpine AZ, Tracy Alpine AZ was great. We covered that in the last podcast. If you'd like to go back, we have now done ninety. Eight of these, so there are lots of content to choose from. So, and check because it out. of the
4: uh, because of this weekend and
2: because of our release of our brand new
4: single, we are going to end this podcast listening to "Shine on My Brother." Yeah, and uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful day. And Steve will say everything else.
0: Yeah, uh, click all the links in the descriptions below. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Be good to each other and get wrecked.